What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I hope you are having a wonderful day here in this snowy, snowy Thursday afternoon here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. My name is Carl Frederick Allen III. Go by CFA3 for short. I am, and without it being said, am here with Matt Miller, uh, somebody who I was very excited to have uh, on board and actually be able to talk to and have this conversation with. Matt, thank you so very much for being here. Um, you were a big part of my personal drive, I would say, when we first met monks. Um, you know, the first question I remember you asking me, hey, do you have a poetry book? <laughs> and, you know, I looked and I thought about it and I was like, no, I don't. But, you know, you were the first person who came out who inspired and motivated me to even pursue the art of poetry further than I already had because it first time it was just old stuff things that I had done before and it was very different to hear and be a part and, and connect with a peer who really did have you know I didn't know you did poetry up until we started seeing you show up more and it was like oh wow no he's he's good he's yeah um, what was it like for you coming out here I mean you've how long has poetry been in your life? What is poetry like for you? What is out here in Sioux Falls more so? Oh, man. <laughs> um, well, I guess I, uh, I kind of entered more of the active scene that we have here probably. Oh, geez. How long was that? Year? No. Probably two, uh, two year and a half, two years ago, something right. like that. Um, uh, back when Jason and Sean, uh, they, uh, well, I had been writing a lot um, when I uh, had gone to USD and yeah. before then too, and um, I was like graduating from USD and I was like just looking for more people like me who were writing and and I was really considering, uh, you know, I wanted to go to like Denver or like San Francisco or something, you know, but my <laughs> You know, just to get into, or, to, or like Chicago or something, yeah, to get yeah, into yeah. like a really strong scene. But right. my wife, you know, had had some reservations about that. So sure. before before I really, you know, did something extreme, right. might as well look around your own community first. And it's always good. <laughs> so, test the waters. Like half of a Google search later, I found uh, at, at that time Jason and Sean with Full Circle. They they just had a website. Oh wow! Full Circle Book Co-op website. I was like, "What the hell? Who are these?" I had never like I, I hadn't heard really had a website. Yeah. yeah, that's why there's like poets here. Like what? <laughs> and uh, and they have a magazine, you know. So right. I guess I submitted uh, to Pensays and Teammates, and I slaughtered that pronunciation. By the way, it's P- Pensays. Pen- I don't know. It's French. Yeah. Intimate thoughts. Gotcha. The, so I submitted, and um, and they. Uh, had like a meetup at Monks to go, you know, to just to just to talk about the magazine and stuff. And it showed up, and uh, it ended up being just me there, me and uh, and Jason and Sean. <laughs> so like we just talked and got really drunk and had a had a grand old time talking about art. And it's like I need to hang out with you guys more. Like this is great. <laughs> from my people. Yeah, and from there, that's you know that's how it started doing yeah. the more and more of those things, and yeah, that's awesome. Um, how did poetry come into your life? What did 
do you do you recall the first time you realized that poetry was a thing for you or was it developed kind of as you were coming out of school um you know it's kind of funny like I've always I've always written things I don't know if I'd always call them poems or, or poetry but like I've always like had the need to express myself right like whether it's songs or whether it's like acting or whether like sure. whatever Some I just of... I just have things in here and they need to get out <laughs> um, but uh, it probably really got serious about poetry uh, when I stumbled um, into the beats you know finding out more Beat about poetry. yeah Ginsberg and and uh, Kerouac and, and sure. uh, uh, Gary Snyder and uh, yeah, you know that that whole world and you know Burroughs and that uh, and, and too from there going back all the way to, to Whitman and, and seeing what what was possible right. and what you know like that to, before then all poetry was was Shakespeare right and you know Shakespeare is legit but right but right. at the same time it's not me. Um, but then seeing like what was possible, right. and that just changed everything. So I mean, that's that was. I mean, I wouldn't say I've been like a like a sincere poet for that long. Right. Maybe two or three years. That's it. Wow. But uh, or at least I haven't thought of myself as a poet for that long anyway. Gotcha. Maybe I've always been. I don't know. Do you think there is a difference between where you know the idea of just being a writer in some way, shape, or form, all who are willing to express themselves are writers, but the idea of being able to call yourself a poet, there's a transitionary part, would you say? Yeah. Um, yeah, at least I, for, not to sound elitist or to sound, I don't know, like, um, uh, like poetry is better or anything, sure. but... Um, I always find like you know there's there's people who write and, and there's people who who write uh, po you know poems right. and uh, sometimes a story can express something or maybe or maybe even you don't even need to express anything you just want to create something really cool right. but then there's you can tell some people have it <laughs> whatever it's, that it yeah. is yeah like yeah and you can tell like. I know you have it. I know, I know several people who have it, and I know several people who try to write poems who just don't sure. have it. Right, and I, right, whatever right. that is, um, you can tell. And I think those people, like, that is where real poetry is coming from. It's true. Having that thing yeah. that you can't touch or explain, but there's there's just something you you got to get out. Do you think the person knows, and perhaps that's why there's such a deep pursuit for trying to find or searching for what that is or is it just something that it that they have that it's it's there and they just maybe found what they can how they can utilize it and poetry might be that yeah like I don't know some people climb mountains right. some, people right. some people search for do weird crossfit crazy <laughs> run marathons whatever right you know? the the ultra marathons, you know, yeah. or, or whatever, you know, yeah. however it manifests. I see. Yeah. Know, some people just find it poems. Nice, nice. Um, 
how do you how do you yourself utilize poetry um, in its written form where you're just the receiver of the the, the poem or you as the writer how do you utilize that how do I utilize that how do I um, that's an interesting way to put it um, you know I, I don't know how, how much I, I utilize it or how much I how much I use it um, more of uh, I don't know. I guess I guess to to make myself feel better. Sure. To to uh, I don't know, to to express these really strange, complicated feelings that you can't really express in any other way. Huh. You know, like I guess that's and and uh, and to uh, some people. I don't know. Some people just don't care about what other people think, right? Or how other people feel, or or these things. But right. I, I sort of uh, the first time you find a poem or find something that that really opens your eyes to, to something. I mean, it, it kind of changes everything for you at that sure. point. Sure. And at that point, um, I mean. Uh, once you find something like that, then you can, then you can use other people's. When when you realize that other people can think as clever as you are, or right. maybe far more than you can, you know, <laughs> right, right. then you can use it as your own inspiration and your own. Um, I don't know. If that makes any sense? Yeah. No. I, and that's the one thing I've noticed in poetry is that everyone utilizes it differently. And I use that term because there's always. You know, how is one person using poetry in in its all its forms? What are they using it for? Um, a lot of people, you know, utilize it for out, outlets. Some of them use it because just reading poetry itself soothes the mind, soothes the soul, uh, lets them know that they're not alone or by themselves. So, you know, poetry has a lot of... Um, it, it's very versatile in the way it can be utilized by the people, more, more or less. Um, but I feel like there's, you know, for those who are uncertain about what poetry is, understanding that there are a lot of things that can be used for it, even if you just give the reading of, you know, something basic. You know, we've been going up as kids, we're like, oh, yeah, Dr. Seuss, you know, and everybody thinks, oh, well, that's poetry. But yet most folks will only know Dr. Seuss as being poetry because they've never dived into Shakespeare. But then you go to Shakespeare and it's like from, from Dr. Seuss to Shakespeare, you're like, you know, kindergarten to college, you know, if you've never read Shakespeare can be overwhelming. But then the idea that there are people who you can read who are in the same caliber who might have something to say that resonates with you. I always want to try to understand that because, you know, how do we introduce poetry to people who've never heard it before? And how do we allow them to say that, you know, show them, hey, this is, it, it, it can be helpful. Um, what inspires you? When you write, where do you draw your inspiration from? The weird <laughs> things. I say this knowing that I've heard a lot of oh, your stuff, man. and I love it. But I just, I, having this opportunity to ask this, I, I would love to know where some of these things that you, you put together come from. Because, man... <laughs> yeah. I don't know, sometimes, sometimes there is a concept that I really want to express or there's a there's a feeling that I want to express sometimes 
something else. Like here, something, you know, just a collection of sounds that I think are, you know, intriguing for some in some way. Or, yeah. Or really just, I don't know. Some sometimes you just want to tell a story. You know, there's, yeah. But I, I'd say most of it is just there are things that are inside here. Right. That they're going to come out one way or another. Right. Either gonna. I don't know, but writing poems helps. Yeah. How do you sense. how do you choose the words that you use in your poems? Because you have such a way of describing things in like the the words that you use and just how you the placement. It the picture is so just vast. It's almost like you're like filling a, a, a scene with words as best you can so that no moment is missed. It's a lot of how I feel when I hear a lot of your thing, your your work, and I imagine that task is daunting. How do you? And that's that's kind of what I'm aiming for, you know. How, <laughs> you know and what? I, I always, I mean, at some point, it's kind of impossible to be original, but but you can you can always be authentic to something. Right. I always want to be authentic to something, whether you know whether it's. The truth of the moment, or or the the the, the character that I, that I want to talk about, how would they feel? How what would they be seeing? You know, not uh, not common descriptions and and whatnot. Yeah, but I don't know. For the most parts, you know, sound is really fun for me. Sound and in the and, and syllable and, and just the. And sometimes the way you know connotation and denotation, you know, the this really really getting into like what this word really means, right? And if 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 this really means this, right? But it's never used like this, you know, like <laughs> why can't it be used like this, right? And pairing it with other words that are on the fringes of of how. I mean, no one would really say it like that in real life, but you could, and maybe you should. <laughs> maybe you, know? you should, and you get away with it in this context, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Awesome. Um, when you do find yourself writing a piece that has um, content that's a little deeper than just the surface, which I mo most of your stuff, I feel, is, um, how do you direct that emotion? How do you navigate that so that, you know, one, you're not losing yourself in it, but also so that you can get that emotion across concisely in a way that's tangible. Drafting. Okay. Drafting. Yeah. I mean. Oh man. Like if, if in my opinion, like I've heard some people talk about like, oh, I you know I, I want to stay authentic in the moment. I I can't go back and edit. Right. No, like yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. You don't. I mean. Whatever fleeting idea you had must not be very concrete if you can't come back to it ever. Like, right. like what on right. earth are you talking about? Like, I mean, if it's so easy to to be to to write something and think it's great, but then come back to it. Like, if you never come back to it, how do you know it's great? Like, right. if you want something to be timeless, if you want something to to stand the test of time, it's something that you can return to and have it not suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, right. And I don't know, like, some people just can't look at their work and say it sucks, but, but I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad I can do that. Sure. 
Um, so, so yeah, for me, just to keep it not just being this weird, wordy thing. Right. You know, I, I always go back and draft. So there is a there is a benefit with having more than one write up on a piece. Um, I, f- I find that as well. I've I've gone back on some of them myself, and I you know we we have we we have I've met people and have had conversations with other poets who you know feel like you know yeah I want it done, that's it, and I get it you know if it's if it's in the moment and you are, and you are aware enough of what it is you just trying to get out and that is really what you want to convey, I get it cool. But I do feel that there is some benefit in, in redrafting, you know, because maybe the first time wasn't entirely what you meant, and the second go might be like, oh, well, okay, I wanted to say it this way, or redraft, you know, because it's said, don't want it to be, I, I want it to be word wordy, but I don't want it to just be a, a mash of things that, not incoherent, but just, you know, our, our emotional mind is... Right. And there's, there's two, you gotta think about, I mean, expression of moment mm. and expression of feeling ah. and these are different things right like if you if you want to live in this one moment and maybe getting it down in that moment mm-hmm. it might be perfect you know right. but for a feeling a feeling is often very complicated right and more complicated than than can be expressed sure. and poetry is the closest thing that can get there you know that when you have something like that that's going to take some work. I see. And that would be the difference in making a piece that is in the moment versus something that you want to have feeling, which in essence normally becomes timeless. Yeah. Because if other people can resonate and feel what you're feeling, thus now you have that timeless. Okay. Yeah. I see. That's a... I guess that's how I feel about no, it. No, but that's all right. And again, that was that's we, we dive into understanding that everyone writes differently. Everyone puts their thoughts down on paper differently. And that is important to remember that. You know, one person's method isn't another is, is another person's madness and vice versa. You know, there are some poets who I haven't interviewed yet that I am I'm I'm on edge about because you know, we know who they are and we know how they get down and you know, but diving into that it's like I have to prepare myself because I'm not diving this isn't for me this is me getting to understand the poet that I'm that we're talking with and some minds I'm struggled to wonder if I'll ever come back from (laughs) you know Um, when you do write and you have your and you have your piece is there ever a consideration of the way another person's going to perceive it are you concerned about the perception of your work by others how do you negotiate and navigate that? Yeah, yes and no, definitely. Am I am I worried about how other people perceive it? Because I, I mean, obviously I'm writing it because I perceive something in some way, or I want to express something in some way. Um, and I'm I'm a believer in uh, in the intentional fallacy. You know that uh, yeah, it's it's sort of my thought that. It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter what the original purpose was, like what the author intended, right. because, I mean, it's not really up to the author to interpret for people. I, I mean, it's it's up to you how you interpret the work. Right. Um, and if you know, obviously there are 
if your goal is to have something interpreted a certain way, right. and you, I mean, it's possible to be successful at achieving this goal for, for other people to interpret it the way that you want it to, right? right? And, and oftentimes I, I have a goal like this. You know, I, I would like people to feel this thing that I'm feeling, and I want you to feel this thing that I'm feeling, right? right? That's why I'm going to write it this way. But, um, but at some times, you know, you just got to let that go because you know even if you explain it perfectly to someone, they're they're not going to get it. <laughs> How many times you do that in passing? <laughs> oh man, yeah, man. Ugh, but yeah, that's kind of how I think about that. Awesome. And, and I, I asked that question because there is there, there's a lot of concern of you know well. How is this person going to perceive? How is the audience going to perceive this work? And the idea that you know, should we be concerned on the perception of others, or realize that inevitably it's not something we have control over in the end? Because I can't control the way that person is feeling. That person might be in a bad state of mind when they hear my poem, and now it's you know maybe worsened them or they hear a poem and it's made them better, you know, we can't navigate that. And I guess that's, you know, it, why it is that writing based off of others' perceptions stops us from writing. It's, you know, it, I don't, I, a lot of people who won't be, who don't write because of that. And I feel like maybe there's a way to navigate that for people to see, you know, hey, it doesn't matter what a person thinks about your work. As long as you're writing for your own truth and you're writing for your own feelings to get out, then it doesn't matter. It's going to be okay in the end. It's your work. Um, we did talk about drafting. Um, what is it more so, what kind of impact would you say you want your poetry to have on your audience? Um, you know, after you just, after you either... I mean, it can be a poem, it can be a movie, it can right. be a song. Sometimes when you when you hear something and you just, after it's done, you just stop. And you just sit there and you're like, you don't, you can't think about anything, there are no words, you just, you just know that something has happened. Right. You know? Right. Like, there's, there's something profound here, or, or there's, that, that's sort of what yeah. I want. And so I know sometimes I'll write something just for a joke, for a laugh, or sometimes I'll, I don't know, I have all sorts of goals when I'm writing, but yeah. ideally that's what I want. I want you to stop what you're doing and just realize something profound has just happened and you've just witnessed something profound. Right, and you're just present for something amazing and you're sitting there. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, do any of your poems have... Um, Defining moments of you now, oh, yeah. and who you were. Yeah, I mean a lot, of, almost all. Of them. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Was that in the connections that they are? Is it is it deep enough where you know it's like those things that you, you write and you know. 30 years later you're showing to your kids like hey just you know here you go this was me um, do you would, would your poems that are defining for those moments be something that you share to future generations of you um, 
I mean, it, it's funny when you think about that. You always read something that you wrote a year ago or 10 years ago, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh my gosh, you just cringe. Like, who? Oh my gosh. But I think I'm finally getting to the point where I know what I'm writing is authentic. Right. You know, so and I'm starting to appreciate the fact that, you know, even, you know, let's say 20 years from now, I look at it again, like, I'll know that, you know, in that moment, like, that was me and I didn't hold back. Right. So yeah, you know, uh, of course there'll be, there'll always be things, maybe my craft will change, maybe my craft will improve, you know, right. maybe I'll want to edit something, or maybe I'll want to tinker with it more, right. oh, oh, this would have been better, but I don't know, I think right now I'm, I'm, I'm finally, I don't know, I don't think I've pulled punches before, but now I think I'm, I'm getting a pretty solid punch, you right, know, right. I can aim now, <laughs> Bob and weave. Right, right. You can hold it down. That's yeah. awesome. That's it. Would you say there's ever such thing as a finished and complete story? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it's it can always be changed and fiddled with, but right. at some point, you know, it's. So yeah. Okay. All right. Um. And not to go too far into, you know, age, and we can, you can dive into it, you can if you want, I always leave that open, but at the age you are now, um, what perspective or insight do you feel you bring to your audience? Um, it's funny, I just finished writing something about that exact thing. Mm. Um, and this idea of unlearning, yeah. you know, um, you know, when you're 17, 18, and, and you know everything, right? Like, you're like, I have it all. Like, yeah. it's done. nothing, that's it. Yep, I'm yeah. ready. But, you know, like, it seems like every, you know, and sometimes you don't realize you don't know until you are humbled in a great way, in a way that hurts, Yeah. you know. And I've, I think I've finally had enough of those deeply humbling experiences to know, like, I don't know fucking thing like right. I, <laughs> right. and, and, and being okay with admitting yeah that. and I yeah. think you know that you know that idea like the more you know the the more you learn the less you know and I think it's yeah. I'm finally I think this is something I finally understand right awesome mm. um is there a topic or theme that comes up more than others in your in your poetry uh, you know, it's, yeah, actually. In fact, there's words that I've, I've noticed, a lot of them. Uh, depending on, you know, looking, there's a few, a couple months here where I, when I notice, like, oh, this word keeps coming up. Or lately it's been uh, dim mirror. Demure. Dim mirror. Oh, dim mirror. 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 Dim mirror. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like dim mirror. Like dim yeah, yeah dim you, like you look in, in yes. the bathroom, you look at yourself, dim. right? Like a dim mirror. This... <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it's it's a uh, when I whenever I think about it, I always think about it as like there's a there's a Bible verse. You know, it's talking about how we can't really know. Yeah, I, th- I think it's Paul who wrote it. You know, we, we see things in a mirror dimly, and and then we will see face to face. This idea that you, we don't know for sure how how this works, but. Right. But someday we will, and, and, and I'm, 
because here, this world, this life we're in, is the dim mirror. Uh. You know, trying to think like we know of the of the of what's next or or hell if they if, or heaven or sure. you know whatever you know or even in this world like yeah. it's, Just, it's more clear and clear that we know less about this world today all around us. Right. We know about the same as as this these other worlds that we think we know. We got the view of a black hole, but we still don't know how it operates. Yeah. No. So yeah, I think that's. And back to that, you know, that concept of you don't know. Right. You know, you can't really see it. There's an outline there. Yeah. It's, it's like a dim mirror, dim you know. Mirror. Yeah. I find that coming up a lot. To the point where I have to edit that out of some of my poems because I can't write that in every <laughs> poem. You know? The major theme, dim mirror. If you hear it, you know who you're listening to. You know who you're reading. That's awesome. Yeah, it makes sense, though, because it is, right? You have... We have such a small light spectrum that we see, and imagine all the things that we aren't seeing in the spectrum of, that isn't, you know. Um, how honest do you get with your audience? How honest are you willing to get with your audience? Do you hold punches back? I know we were talking about that briefly, but how open does it get? As open as I can. Yeah. A lot of times I'll hide behind metaphor, sure. and I'll hide behind you know, images and, and stuff, but. And two, I mean, like, if I'm trying to make something more people can appreciate, you know, I don't want it to be a journal entry. I want it to be a feeling entry. Right. You know, I want it to be a... So, I, whatever the feeling is, I want that to be 100% true, authentic, as, right. as, as close to that concept or idea. Ah... What do you write for? What do I write for? What do you write for? Because <laughs> I can, man. Like, why do people climb mountains? Why do... Why, why do I get... But what? What do you write for? Is there an internal force that drives you? Is there a reason for it behind? Is there an underlying meaning that you... What do you write? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. No. Fair enough. Right. That. Right. Fair. Okay. I can respect that. Um, <laughs> so, kind of final question that I would usually ask that I, I I like to ask because I feel it's one of those things we all come across it as a writer or as writers. Um, what tools do you use to overcome self scrutiny, writer's block? Um, just the struggle of getting it out and onto the paper. What things do you use, and what is that process like? Consistency. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. I kind of look at it, you know, like any other activity. You know, like exercise. Right. You know, if if you, if you only run once a week, you're gonna get winded every time, right. and you're never gonna go very far. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, riding is the exact same way. Um, you, you know, sometimes you'll hit this this perfect inspiration flow state, and yeah. you'll maybe every once in a while you'll really write something great. But I mean, how many times is it gonna happen in your life? Sure. You know, sure. and and with consistency, with exercise, with with sharpening your craft, the days when you get that. Mm then you can really do something special. 
But if you're not ready when that comes, yeah, right, left behind almost. You know? I, I try to write every day if I can, and I, I try to set goals, and I try to keep myself accountable to those goals. And if I if I don't meet them, something's wrong with my life, right. and I have to sort that out. Right. Um, you know, I I have so many hobbies, and I have so many things, and I'll notice like when I'm not meeting those goals, like, dude, Matt, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what is important to you? What matters? You know. And, uh, yeah. Do you go through a lot of internal dialogue when that happens? Is that, oh, yeah. is that a consistency? Yeah. And I'll, I'll really know something is wrong when I'm, like, doing yoga mm. or I'm trying to meditate. And I can't. Because ah. like, sometimes you just can't let go of what's going on. And you know, like, you know, I'm so overwhelmed right now. Right. It's time to let go of something. You can't, you can't keep holding on to all the things, you know? <laughs> Yes, men do yoga. It's wonderful if you haven't tried it and Sorry. you're a guy. Get out there and do it. It's wonderful for you, yeah, buddy. It was created by a man for a man. Right. Yoga was. Yeah. <laughs> the yogis. Yeah. Well, do you have any closing thoughts, any books, anything coming up for you that you would like to uh, address, let people know about? It's closing thoughts? Uh, man. Closing Nuggets thoughts. of inspiration. Nuggets of inspiration. <laughs> do what you want, man. Just do it. Whatever that is, just go for it. Hopefully it's not like murdering people or something. (laughs) Right, hopefully hopefully it's conducive for the population. If you're going to be a murderer, be a good murderer. Be like a Dexter. Yeah. (laughs) Do it for the right causes. If you can do it, do it for the right thing. Right reasons. Um, Do you have anything up and coming? Any books, any things you'd like to talk about? Any Uh, work? Yeah, I'm working on an epic right now. That's Um, right. Yeah, which is a task in itself, um, and I'm uh, I'm also working on a on another book. Um, that I'll probably finish this other book before I finish the epic. This epic is going to be like years, but um, but yeah, um, I've got a chat book out, um, Brave and Stupid. It's sort of just about I don't know, it's being brave and stupid and just creating for creating and um, it's on Amazon or if you just find me on the street like I'll probably have one on me it's at Full Circle too yes Full Circle Book Co-op should right. get around to putting it other places but I just haven't I your know. Barnes and Nobles is now open up to local poets oddly enough which is kind of cool yeah super cool yeah, yeah. alright right. well Matt I appreciate you taking the time to be here um, again one of the poets at which I knew having this conversation, knowing where we met at first and knowing the, the kind of bond that I feel is going. Most people don't know, I had the opportunity of traveling around with you on the poetry tour, which was the, was the coolest thing I'd ever been a part of. And it really opened my eyes to, you know, what poetry was, what it looked like while traveling. Um, you definitely helped me see things differently, which I can appreciate. Yeah, yeah. So, we gotta get that going again. Man. The weather is nicer. We can go yes. farther. This yes, time. we can. Maybe book a couple of days in a row or something. You know. Dang. So, so the future of poetry is huge. If you are in the Sioux Falls area or the South Dakota area, best believe you'll probably see either Matt or I, if not both, because it's an amazing situation when a bunch of poets get to come together and speak their truth to people who are open to listening. Um, If you've listened this far, thank you guys again. Like, share, comment, uh, 
let's hear and continue the narrative. Uh, poetry is a huge aspect in a lot of people's lives and has done a great thing for people who are suffering internally and just need to find an outlet. Um, we have Full Circle Book Co-op first and third Saturdays with the midnight showings at the end of each of those times, um, 8 o'clock come out to the open mic if you would like to speak, if you'd like to get out there and just see what the scene looks like. Um, it's amazing. It's awesome. Great people. Good vibe. Non-judgmental. We also do on Tuesdays, 7.30 p.m., we do our open kind of forum for all poets who want to come in. It is the Poets Anonymous class, the Society of Poets as well, where you can come in non-judgment place and just have the opportunity to be able to talk to your peers and be comforted by those who are willing to listen so either way if you have the opportunity to come out check it out this has been another daily grind society of poets interview with matt miller thank you guys again have a great rest of your day peace